Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Comic Book Junkies. I'm your host, Andrew, and this is my co-host, Joe. Today, we're just going to kind of get into our secret origins of how we came to enjoy the medium, what we like as collectors, and we're also going to start touching on topics such as Watchmen. We're going to review the trade, talk about the other media properties, the movie, the television show, and any other comics related to it, and we'll just kind of see where that takes us. So, Joe, where did you start collecting comic books? Because you kind of got me into it in the first place when DC 52 came out. So 2011, I was passing a comic book store with my older brother and he's been collecting for years. And he took me in the shop, bought me the first four issues of the Punisher, took it home, read the whole thing, been a junkie since. Nice. You were kind of my first exposure to it. I just kind of saw you collecting comic books out of kind of like the blue. And I'm like, what the hell is that about? You took me to a comic book store and I remember like walking through it with you. You're like, dude, check this out. And I couldn't be less impressed, dude. I was like, there's not a chance in hell I'm collecting this shit. (laughs) But uh, no, I mean, a few years later, I don't know what happened. I played the first Injustice game because I used to be into like Mortal Kombat for some reason. I remember picking Deathstroke and like Bane in them. It kind of tied into when I liked Teen Titans on Cartoon Network back when I was like young. Deathstroke looked badass, had those weird swashbuckler boots, had a big ass sword and some guns. I was like, what's not cool about that? And then freshman year of college, bought my very first trade. It was Deathstroke at volume two of the new 52 with Rob Liefeld. Wasn't very good, but I didn't know that at the time, but it was enough to get me hooked. So it's been like a long and winding road of a bunch of like subplots being planted in my brain between like the Justice League and Batman TV shows in my youth, the beginning of the Marvel universe of movies. But I never really cared up until I was a freshman in college. Yeah, no, I didn't have really too much introduction to comic book characters in general, just things I've seen on TV. But I've always liked collecting things, whether it was like baseball cards, football cards, anything. So when I started collecting, that was kind of the allure for me. And then the content was really cool, too. It was a lot more mature than I thought it was. And it was when I went to Traverse City and went to my first Comic-Con, I got my first gateway key. It was a Secret Wars issue eight, first appearance of Black Costume Spider-Man. And that was the first probably expensive comic book I added to my collection. I just kept investing after that. Started reading more, got really into the medium, been reading since. So Yeah, dude, for sure. It's been uh, quite a growth trajectory for both of us. You started off a little bit, maybe a year or so before I did, maybe a year and a half or two years, actually. From where we were then to where we are now with like at least our buying habits, our taste, kind of old hat now. We already kind of know what the runaround's going to be. We can kind of sniff out like a little bit of BS that's coming out nowadays. It's a quick learning curve, but we put in the time and effort into not only investing and like reading the stories and understanding the universe as a whole for both Marvel, DC, and um, whatever independent stuff we do read. It's entertaining. It's a release from the real world, something that friends can enjoy together. And they do make really good investment for the people that actually do want to collect. I want to use this medium as a way to introduce all that stuff without you having to invest if you wanted to. You don't have to read the comic book stories or buy the books. Basically, we've already done that for you. We can spot the fads and want to give you an introduction so that if you did want to get into comic books, it's not so intimidating. Yeah, there's a tons of different ways to enjoy the hobby because it's not just books anymore. More you can do freaking puzzles, movies, video games, t-shirts, whatever you like, as long as you like the character and that you can enjoy it in some way. We should be able to help guide you. And obviously you're gonna like what you're gonna like. You're gonna have your own specific tastes, and we're just gonna kind of share what we enjoy about the medium and see if maybe you don't have your own opinions yet, if maybe this will help you find your own, at least through our experience. But we've both thoroughly summed up introductions into the hobby. But now let's get down to the nitty-gritty. I'd say we start digging into Watchmen, huh? For those that 
want to read it. The plot is based on a superhero that passes away. And one of the other superheroes, Rorschach, investigates the death. What's interesting about the situation is nobody trusts the superheroes in this Watchmen universe just because they've killed on behalf of the country. The only active hero is Dr. Manhattan. He even gets accused of giving people cancer because he's always radiating like a Smurf colored guy. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, so nobody trusts the heroes and everybody's already in panic because of war, dealing with dark concepts. The biggest one is whether or not to kill a small set of the population to benefit not killing off the whole country. They are afraid of nuclear war. The only way that they could get out of it was by killing half of the population of New York City. Is that justifiable to save more people or is there another solution right right so that's what made this so uh such an interesting read i think for anybody who hasn't collected comic books what i like about the watchman series in particular is that there's so many different adaptations of it so it's easily accessible whether you watch the movie or read the comic books and the nice thing about comic books especially ones that are successful like the watchman title is that you can pick up what's called a trade so instead of being in 1986 and collecting these issues as they were coming out. Basically, they reprint every single issue, glue it together in a book, make it a lot cheaper for anybody to read. And there's even digital copies that you can find too, if you find what we're talking about interesting. And the good thing is about that too, is because it's such an important piece of not only comic book history, but DC comic history, it's always in print. I don't even know what print run they're on for it now, but because of the tie-in to the TV show, which we may touch on later, they actually have a new Target edition out. You can get the whole thing paperback for 20 bucks. That's what I did personally, and that's a good deal to get in. Yeah, absolutely. It was Time Magazine's top 100 best novels. So for being a comic book, I thought that was pretty impressive. It won a lot of awards. Alan Moore was the writer. A little background on Alan Moore. He also did V for Vendetta, Miracle Man, if you're familiar with that, and probably one of the most iconic runs on the character Swamp Thing. Pretty bizarre guy but he does know how to write pretty good comic books uh dave gibbons i've only really been introduced to uh, his artwork on this series in particular but still one of the best things i've ever read and i think part of that too is how it was drawn definitely with it being a visual medium i like the panel layout in the story a lot it kind of reminds me of like a more silver agey story as opposed to just like the giant splash pages and the randomness of modern day comics the color work on the book is what really got me the way the colors tell the story the way the pops the kind of darkness that it brings to it it kind of gives you like that depressing looking feel it sets the tone for what the art and the script allows for it all kind of comes in at a perfect happy medium there everything ties into each other and has a perfect synergy of pushing the plot along and there's a bunch of little visual cues just from looking at dave gibbons artwork that really conveys the story more than just the words and scripting could allow Mm -hmm. he brought back a more traditional style of doing the panels what's referred to as the golden age is the initial 20 plus years of comic books. It was more in the style of that than more modern texts. But what I like about this series in particular is that hence Watchmen watches, it was broken into 12 different issues. So each one representing an hour on the clock in the last episode or the last issue being midnight. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. And I also thought Alan Moore was pretty creative because all the main characters in this series, the biggest ones being Dr. Manhattan. You running know, around with his dong out just yeah <laughs> <laughs> right please bro um, uh, yeah. all of those characters were based off of comic book characters that were already created by charlton comics it was a more independent publisher back then right 
Where am I? Yeah, dude. I love yeah. that. That's a big part for me. That's where uh, Steve Ditko originated a lot of these characters, whether he co-created or just straight up was the creator for these characters. He kind of steered their direction, specifically the question, like the reiteration of the Blue Beetle working on all of that stuff. I really like those original characters. They have their own merit, but I mean, some of the ones that uh, like Ozymandias and uh, the comedian are based off of, they weren't ever really that fleshed out in their own right. So it was a very good blueprint to translate these new characters and give them their own personality because it was like Peter Cannon Thunderbolt. Nobody knows who that is even to this day. You can say you do, but you really don't. And there's the Peacemaker. He's cool and all, but he never got any run. But also there's rumors that John Cena might be him in Suicide Squad. So that'd be pretty sweet because that's goofy as all hell. As soon I mean, as uh, John Cena's confirmed, I'm buying a ticket. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm all in on that. But you know what I mean? Like these are characters that didn't have any kind of establishment yet. I mean, they'd been around since the 60s but they never really had a good run i mean blue beetle and the question were the only ones that are still even used today really there's nightshade for silk specter she was never really a thing these characters they're really strong characters in their own right they've kind of usurped the charlton comics characters as the real deal standard of these characters most people don't think about captain adam in that type of way more people are drawn to Doc Manhattan and his more complexities and it also helped bridge the gap for these characters because they all came over from Charlton to DC right around crisis so it was just like a year or so or right in the midst of that it was like perfect synergy for acquiring these characters into the DC universe and then also turning them into uh, something more well the playoff for your point they weren't fleshed out right Mm -hmm. Alan Moore really took advantage of the medium when he wrote these characters in the light that they weren't always good people a lot of the original comic books characters were very wholesome campy and this was maybe not the first but one of the more popularized versions of comic book heroes having their own struggles especially the comedian and dr manhattan the struggle with unjustified murders rape and these are superheroes right so it Mm -hmm. really he basically said you would have to be a pretty uh dark person to dress up in a costume in the middle of the night and beat people up it's not what a normal person does so it it was just a whole new way of looking at comic book characters Mm -hmm. yeah this was like the first uh step in the deconstruction of the superhero character mid 80s we also got stuff like frank miller doing the dark knight and more stuff like that the more gritty realistic violent take that we still have today it still hasn't gone back to that goofiness and cheesiness camp of the silver age and golden age which is personally my favorite but like for what this is it's monumental because this revolutionized the way comic books are written today and also to play off your point yeah they're fighting more complex issues in this they weren't just bang pow boom punching socking some dude in the head there was no real super villain in this i mean in the story there has to be an enemy but we're facing more moral philosophical questions and issues and way more deconstructed than the you know goofiness and punching and all the colorful capes and all that stuff so i would definitely give it a try traditionally i don't like gloomy things dark things i'm more of like a golden age wholesome campy energy myself but when something's done well you want to give it a chance because there's a lot of questions you'll ask yourself and moreover it's just interesting and one of the most iconic runs in comic book history so watchmen is a pretty good start definitely i would give it five out of five boobs um how about you 10 out of 10 boobs. Okay, we'll do the 10 boob scale. So, hey, that's a hell of a review. Just take our word for it. Give it a try. If you don't like it, somebody will buy it off you. It's super popular. It's great.
But, For those that uh, don't know how to read, Zack Snyder, he actually came up with a literal <laughs> adaptation of the book. So, what do you I mean, mean literal, a, dude? I mean, it faithfully handled the content of Alan Moore's initial run. At word for word, it was pretty identical through the first 90% of the movie. The ending was a little different, but if you don't like reading, the book was pretty identical to the actual it's, content. It's damn near, especially visually, aesthetically. It looks the part. The only thing that I would really knock it on is that maybe it doesn't have the heart or like the stories or lessons that the actual source material is going to give you but if you're not really looking for to feel much or like learn something from the movie the movie is good it looks the part and it does do the plot all the way start to finish with very minor variations just don't expect to be like impacted and like leave your bed or couch or whatever feeling like i really learned something today i mean it's a Zack snyder movie so <laughs> you know what i mean it's, it's yeah. a good watch it's a blockbuster but it, he couldn't fuck it up too much because it, a lot of the lines came from the actual text it wrote itself. It wrote itself, absolutely. But he, he does a good job considering it's a faithful adaptation. Moving forward, they've done another comic book run called Doomsday. They even made a TV series on HBO titled Watchmen. Completely different than the movie in the original content. It's literally uh, like a what-if fan fiction. It's a set 30 years after the movie. has only some of the original characters, basically. They just kept the Watchmen world and made it more relevant to today's society. I mean, I haven't even watched it. I just don't have HBO Max because I'm real cheap like that. <laughs> so, I mean, eventually maybe I'll get around to watching it. It does look interesting and I've heard nothing but great things, but I don't want to speak out of school on anything like that. The initial one is a little more political. This one is based on uh, tension between police officers, people, race relations. It starts off a little confusing, but the good thing I will say about that TV series on HBO is that it did an amazing job of wrapping up the whole series it could be a completely standalone series nothing to do with Watchmen, and it was really really well done all the questions you had in the beginning of the series they get answered it makes you want to watch a second season immediately i don't know that they will hmm. you know come back to it but if you don't ever watch the movie or read the book it functions as a standalone so it will not spoil anything for you it's relevant and it's still interesting i personally like every adaptation of Watchmen, but to burger's point he did read doomsday that's hell like yeah the sequel to the comic book series i was about to say that's all i can really touch on uh from the rest of Watchmen properties i didn't do before Watchmen, and i don't care to because they don't need a prequel Granted, it took two and a half, three years. Who the hell knows? It took way too long, but perfect. Especially if you're a DC inclined person, you'd think like, oh God, no, they're going to butcher the Watchmen stuff again. They don't need to touch it anymore. Alan Moore's grumpy ass is sitting there like, God damn it. Why won't they leave it alone? DC's like, hey, we're printing dollars. So why not? They let Jeff John steer the ship, which is the only way I would let anybody touch this shit again. And I think he did a very great job. He had Gary Clark on pencils. He kicked ass. It was a perfect book other than all of the hiccups with the publishing. Who knows what was going on with that? Didio. But I think that if you really like DC and you're actually kind of current with comics, if you're not current, it's still worth a read. I would just pick it up and trade so you could just do it in one big swoop there. But it touches on like the history of the universe, stuff that was touched on in Rebirth, which I would say is great. Saved us from New 52. If you like any of those plot threads, it all gets fleshed out here and it sets up all of the possibilities for the future to come. 
and it balances the overarching DC universe and the realism that Watchmen had with the actual Watchmen characters coming into a more fanciful, whimsical superhero universe. Kind of pitting Doc Manhattan against Superman. I mean, what's not to love about that? One of the two strongest entities in the DC universe. And it was essential too, because Watchmen was, although published by DC Comics, it was pretty standalone universe. It didn't really tie into the DC continuity. So just recently they were able to kind of stitch the two worlds together. Did they need to bridge the gap? Most people would say no, but the fact that they just went for it and it actually wasn't terrible, pleasant surprise. And the thing is, it didn't just like start strong and trail off. And in the opposite, it kind of started a little strong, kind of trailed off for a few episodes, just letting the world building happen. And then it just, boom, slaps you right in the noggin. And then it's just like, hey, everything just came together all of a sudden, explains where they can go from here, why everything was messed up with all the continuity errors. And I really think that for what it was, even as just like a standalone story, even if they can't really expand upon it with all of the weird DC inner workings going on right now, that it was a great story. Anything Jeff Johns does, I trust it. So if you're collecting and you see a title by Jeff Johns, it's probably not bad. Strong chance it's good. Eight out of 10 boobs. Yeah, yeah, eight out of 10 boobs. Yeah, eight out of 10 boobs. Cool. So for listeners, do you got a favorite character from the Watchmen series? Who's yours? The comedian. Yo, dude, same. I told my girl that and she was salty. It's not a popular opinion. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people really like Rorschach and Dr. Manhattan, maybe. The comedian is probably the cringiest character, but I think he was the most essential character. The plot, the storyline, and he kind of sums up the stories about, he calls Mm -hmm. himself the comedian, but nothing is really that funny. So it was just the character in itself represented the whole entire series. There was a lot to explore with his character. Sometimes he would do bad things for the sake of good. Real despicable uh, guy. Yeah, he's not very relatable. But But at the same time, he'd say his prayers and take his vitamins. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, we're not we're not uh, endorsing his character, but at the same time, yeah, we are. But you know what? I mean, we got a night owl there. He's he's a little too sensitive for me. And yeah. then we got Rorschach. He's cool, though. But it's it's the doc and it's the comedian, really. Like, if you want the most impactful and, like, tales of, like, how they see the world, especially with the changing climate from back when this was written to, like, today, their views seemed way more extreme. But I would reckon that a lot of people kind of do see the world in the way that they do with, the, like, how things are going on nowadays politically and, like, in the world, all the tension that we have. People are a little bit more cynical. Hopefully they're not doing the same things that these characters are doing but i can imagine that they kind of feel like them but they're ultimately like the most interesting too they weren't just like a baseline character at all they really helped push the plot along and they had some of the most compelling moments i think that's a good way to sum it up i'd watch the movie then maybe either watch the hbo series just for something different or read the comic book sequel called doomsday by jeff johns published under dc comics you can't go wrong with any of that content yeah and you can definitely get any of the books trades floppies anything that you want the single issues you can find your local comic book shop you could just do a quick google search try and support a local business or you could um 
if you opt to go to a big retailer, obviously Amazon usually has good deals on trades, or you can go to somewhere like Target. You could do curbside pickup with the current pandemic going on. The trades for a book like this, are, they can be found pretty much anywhere. It's a very popular book. They're definitely going to be online on eBay, Amazon, most large book selling retailers, or you can always check a local comic shop. I know they'd appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, you would uh, save more money by probably buying the trade. But part of the fun of collecting and being into comics is really going to the stores and it really adds to the culture of being into the medium and the hobby. I, I recommend everybody go in a store at least once just to kind of see what it's about. And oh, you could probably sure. get the trades there too. Definitely could. And then, yeah, just find yourself a long box, a short box, whatever. Flip through it. Smell that mildewy old 70s paper. You yeah. know, you gotta get that smell. Just take a big old nice whiff there and just like... <sighs> And then just, you know, (laughs) yeah, dude, it gets you going. I mean, maybe just a nerd, but the excitement of going to your first comic book shop or checking out all the new ones in your area before you're in and out like every other few weeks, once you're in the game a few years, it's really exciting. And it it really does. It's very self-serving. It helps you find out what you like. You'll get opinions from people who are experienced. That's the best way to find out about good new books or better yet, the old stories, the quality of what's already come out. A lot of people will be able to help you find something that's closer to what you enjoy because in the medium there's so many different tones and characters and different things hopefully we gave a certain light to watchmen that would make you interested in listening to it or watching it and pick that trade up definitely and so yeah like we said you can check out all of this stuff on online check any big retailer check out your local comic book store definitely try and support them especially right now they're already operating off of thin margins but that's most of what we've got for this week we definitely just we're doing a quick run on watchmen here hopefully you enjoyed it hopefully we sold you on it because it's definitely worth your time we're just trying to narrow it down for you so get you introduced to some of the better comic book content definitely so if you didn't find us too insufferable hopefully you'll tune back in next time um we should be hitting up the crisis on infinite earths trade paperback the first big superhero event so you'll definitely want to check in on that and we'll all hit you back then all right till next time